Welcome to the College Football Bros. A Buffalo's going to be pretty hard to tangle with. I mean, a Buffalo's utterly outstanding. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, on today's episode, we are going to get to some news in the transfer portal and some new coaching hires. Uh, But of course, this is our our first time recording uh, since the passing of Mike Leach at the age of 61. Just very abrupt and and very sad. Um, How are you guys going to remember Mike Leach? What has stood out to you, uh, I guess, just these past few days on, on social media? Yeah, I mean, it was really amazing to see the outpouring of everyone online even you know the the day before he passed like he clearly had an influence on so many people and that's what's kind of amazing too because like his coaching tree the players he coached the list is very impressive I mean you think about the biggest names in college football this year Josh Heupel Sonny Dykes Lincoln Riley like all all disciples um you know and like you think about the grand scheme like looking back at his football like his offense was you know it was kind of called gimmicky but then it really became the identity of the Big 12. And then it kind of moved to all of college football. And now it's even in the NFL. Uh, so huge impact in the game. Um, and what's crazy, we've talked about this before, about he's had success at maybe the toughest job in each of the conferences, like the Big 12 in Lubbock, Pac-12 in Pullman, and now Starkville, Mississippi, SEC, like he did, and he he did a great job. And then the last point I'll say is, you know, even if he wasn't your favorite, he was a character. He was good for college football. There's there's really no one like him. Like he showed interest in others, genuine interest in others, and he had a way of answering questions that you were either like chuckling or you know left thinking more. I mean, it's just going to be a, a big void to fill in the sport. Yeah, and there's I. You know, I enjoyed reading so many of the, the the cool nuggets and stories that people had to share about their interactions with him, and it was just a ton to to go through. And you know, it, it kind of just showed who Mike Leach really was. I mean, he didn't act like he was better or above anybody. Sure, he had you know his opinions, and a lot of them were funny. But you know, down to earth type of guy. You know, and he was he clearly had so much uh, positive will. Uh, built up and so much positive impact on so many people around the, around the country. So that was fun. And then, you know, I got to look back at some of the the funny quotes and things (laughs) that he mentioned over, over the years. And my favorite one, I'll say my favorite story or his favorite kind of press conference was a reporter asked him one time about, um, you know, running a more balanced offense and he said, you know, there's nothing balanced about 50% run and 50% pass because that's just 50% stupid. Yeah. Leach, I mean, he's been, for us, ever since we've been fans of college football, basically, he's yeah. been a fixture since yeah. since the beginning. Pirate. Because, yeah. And because uh, I started really getting into college football in, in around 2004. And that's when Sonny Cumbie was his quarterback. And I bet the three of us could you know if we took some time here i'm sure we could rattle oh. off like almost every quarterback he's had since then because they <laughs> yeah. all put up big BJ numbers Simons, right yeah, yeah bjc yeah Jeff uh, kingsbury you just i mean you just, graham harrell all right well maybe we shouldn't get yeah, into we, this we'll be here yeah, forever but, yeah true. the list goes but yeah, on no, he's but. he's had a, a lot of a lot of them and and then yeah even aside from his personality which you guys have have touched on just yeah the impact on the game of course him and how mummy 
being the original inno- innovators of the air raid. And I actually found out, I'm learning so many th- new things about him this week, right? That yeah. you, you hadn't heard before. But I, he actually came up with the name air raid. I, I hadn't <laughs> realized that. Um, and one story that I've, I had heard before, but I, I just had kind of forgot was that um, back in, I think it was 2000 when they were playing, he was Oklahoma's offensive coordinator and they were playing Texas. Oh, and he, yeah. And he, yeah, he, oh, that's he right. created like a fake script of, yes. of their play. Incredible. And he had a, a player just pretend to kind of drop it near a Texas <laughs> grad assistant and the grad assistant picked it up, kind of looked around and it event, it made its way to the defensive coordinator and they acted on it. And so those fake plays were sort of the, the plays that, you know, Leach eventually called were, would work. You did know, you against whatever did you go defense. back to the game and see what how they started off? I they, saw the clip. Yeah. They 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 scored a long touchdown on the on the opening drive. <laughs> they started out they, like seventeen nothing or something like that. Oh wow, that's classic. Yeah, and, I remember uh, the story. I didn't know how the game. I mean, I know they won, but well, I think they actually lost in two thousand. So well, I just watched it. They actually maybe it was ninety nine. I think it was oh. ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They barely lost, but um, but they started out up like fourteen or seventeen nothing. And I saw the story. They actually interviewed the defensive coordinator, and he's like, "I fully used this." And then after like yeah. the yeah. first quarter, he chucked it. He's like, "This is stupid." <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that they would admit that the Texas. I, I know. Mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they did because it's a it's a great story. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just there's just a million stories like that uh, about Leach. I think right now that the best thing for me has just been listening to other podcasts of you know all the sports writers that have been covering the sport for so long that knew him you know bruce feldman for instance like he wrote his book so um just hearing their stories and and the way they sports writers just have a great way of i don't know just their narrative building they're they're way better at at something like this talking you know really putting into perspective what mike leach meant so i would encourage you to you know listen to the audible listen to andy staples people like that 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 new leech. So but it was um, like, it yeah. was just like un- universally positive. Like, and, and it wasn't yeah. just like, you know, thoughts and prayers. Like everyone would kind of share like a story that was, and you'd be like, yeah. wow, okay, that was legitimate. It's really, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, just, it sucks. Very, very sad, very abrupt, but, yeah. um, just happy to see rest, all the rest easy pirate. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, let's transition here. Um, get to get to some news here. So, uh, moving on to the transfer portal. So, any any moves this this past week that that caught your guys' eye? Man, my head is spinning a little bit here with the old. Uh, I know transfer portal. I'm like, did wait DJU? Oh yeah, that's right. He already he's been in there for a while. Uh, no, there's some guys. Fentrell Cypress, uh, Virginia corner. He was all ACC. He was a big time player. He's in there. So that's a that's a big piece that a lot of people are going to want all over the country. Uh, Jaheim Bell was a little bit of a surprise. The tight end from South Carolina transferring to Florida state. Uh, Man, Florida big, state. That's yeah, momentum. Dangerous. Setting up yeah, nice. I know. Yeah. And South Carolina also lost their other tight end, Austin Stogner, who's going back to Oklahoma. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird, but so some tough losses there for the Gamecocks, but it's all right. They're doing well. I just saw a clip of uh, Beamer uh, having to defend their their new offensive coordinator hire from uh, um, from Arkansas. They hired Arkansas tight end coach. He's been around, been in the NFL, um, but I think it's it's generally most people do not like uh, the hire. So <laughs> round two that's for kind them. of yeah 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 kind of interesting interesting one to to look out for. Uh, 
But uh, Grayson McCall, that's that's kind of the biggest yes. one. Yeah. I think for me, entered the portal and he's going to visit Auburn, which I mean, pairing up with with Hugh Freeze, you you would think <laughs> that that would be a recipe for a pretty quick turnaround for for Auburn. I don't know where else he's he's going to consider, but to me, he's the best quarterback available. Oh yeah, he's he's a stud, definitely the best QB. Yeah, and it makes sense that you know once your coach leaves, it's not. I know he yeah. pisses Tio, but that's it's still tough when <laughs> the, when, yeah, the run when is your done. Guy leaves. It's yeah, it's over. You know they had a good three year, real th- good three year stretch there. That you know they'll probably never be able to replicate. But the portal amazing, is like but. I'm like you, Ryan. It's like overwhelming. Like it's amazing how now <sighs> the sport it can change so quick from year to year. Whereas it you know it used to take like kind of like a three to four year cycle. It's just like stuff can teams can change on a dime. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll be very interested to see USC. Well, yeah, USC. If USC can, uh, oh yeah, it happened last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see. Yeah, where all the quarterbacks end up, like Wisconsin, which quarterback are they going to end up with? Because that's obviously a, a big position. Oh, they struck out last year. They did. They did. Yeah. Uh, but but lo- Fickle and Longo. True. Yeah. You would think that's yeah, pretty attractive. Gonna, yeah. Brennan Armstrong is one I'm I'm watching out for. It seems like hooking back <laughs> up with Robert and I at, at NC State, his, his old offensive coordinator would would make a lot of sense for him. Austin Reed uh, staying put at Western Kentucky. It was a pretty. He had entered the portal, thought he was going to end up at a, a big Power Five school, but decided to to stay put. So that's big news for them. Hey, that's all you need. You don't need to go up to the next level. Like you're going to yeah. make that. You can make the NFL from Western Kentucky. Just no problem. Like just put up huge numbers, and that you'll have the publicity you need, or at least the scouts will see you. Yep. All right, well, uh, let's move on to the coaching carousel. Louisville has hired, of course, Purdue head coach Jeff Brom. We've made a, a, a YouTube video on this one, but Ryan, what are some some quick thoughts from you about this? Gotta love it for Louisville, man. They just uh, they fell into an upgrade here. Uh, proven Power 5 coach, um, took a coach that just uh, won his, his division, went to the Big Ten title game at a seemingly very, very hard place to do that at Purdue. And, you know, he just rapidly turned Purdue around, got them to be competitive. They were always competitive in his, was it five years there? Um, he had, I think six years. Oh, six years. Excuse me. I don't count COVID. Nobody does. It doesn't count. Well, then five. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they were terrible with Daryl Hazel before he got there, like really, oh. really bad, just pathetic. And he immediately turned them around, made them competitive and even had some, some bad luck, but still managed to put out solid teams and had some huge wins. You know, the Ohio state game is the one that really sticks out that night game with Rondell Moore breaking out big moments. And he's just a, he's a proven power five winner. Yeah. I mean, I was amazed just this year alone. Like he turned Charlie, Charlie Jones into the nation's leading receiver, you know, out of thin air. Um, But like you said, Louisville fans, they got to be super happy. And I think for Brom, he realizes, Hey, ACC, maybe a little more up for grabs, little higher ceiling than than at Purdue in the Big Ten and looking at or sorry looking at Louisville apparently they've got uh, some ins on on some good NIL deals um, I just think the timing works for him and in it because with Satterfield even despite the lack of kind of on-field success he had a top, uh, top 20 class going for this upcoming cycle so I, I just think the ceiling is a little bit higher for Brom at Louisville than it was at Purdue yeah, and we'll we'll see when we do our uh, next summer do our our head coach rankings. But I think Brom is just so underrated nationally. I mean, 
seems like it to me at least because you could argue he's a top 15 coach in, in college some football. people just kind of unless you're able to win a conference title or have like huge success just won't even look at you even if you're a coach at like iowa state purdue they just you know you got to get 10 wins. You got to get 11 wins. If you don't right. do that, you haven't even won a conference title. How are you that good? It's like, well, he's at Purdue. Like, he could have done it at Ohio State. So, come on now. And and I still count, too, what he did at Western Kentucky. Like, he he right. really elevated them even kind of a decent bit above what, what Bobby Petrino had them at. Um, but, okay, Purdue uh, has replaced Jeff Brom with the former Illinois defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters. What do you think about yeah. that one, Trey? I mean, he certainly deserved a shot at a head coaching gig. I mean, the last two years, especially this most recent year, the Illinois defense was ridiculous. Um, yeah, a little culture shift going from offensive mind of Brom to, to defensive mind of, of Walters. But, uh, you know, we always talk about on this, you know, this podcast, how it's impossible to predict the success but uh, of the hires. But I think he'll be solid. He, he comes across very passionate you can tell the fire that his players had uh, that they were playing with at Illinois. He called it organized chaos. I kind of like that term. And and just overall, you know, Brom, like we just mentioned, he left the program in a better place than he found it. So I think Walters can just carry that on and and maybe build upon it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's a sensible hire. Uh, he's young and been very successful everywhere he's been like even dating back to the, the the Missouri tenure before Illinois he was he did a great job there a job that I thought was was underrated so it's it, it makes sense it's just he's never been a head coach before so I'm not going to give it an A plus or anything like that but uh I could see it working out Argu- arguably the best coordinator job that he's you know he, he's been the best coordinator in like the last couple couple years taking that terrible Illinois defense in the hundreds in practically every defensive category before he got there to a top five level defense with just immediate results. I mean, they were, they got to like top 30 this, the, his, his first year. So a huge, huge, huge jump then somehow got him to this, this level, which is, I mean, even Ohio state wishes they had like Illinois defense this year. That's just incredible for them to, to get that high uh, so quickly without legit, like, I don't know, I shouldn't say legit, but without the rated, highly rated talent. Mm-hmm. And this just popped into my head. I I seem to remember he's. I think he's. This is random and doesn't matter. But I think he's married to some prominent coach's daughter. Um, I don't. Hmm. I don't remember if it's Barry Odom. I think he coached under Barry Odom. Uh, but Ryan, I see. Yeah, you're looking. Yeah, let's try to look it up. Hmm. A little stalking. Let's do it. Yeah, not good to look up. Ryan Walter's wife. That's never <laughs> a good thing to search. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, the only thing I could find was that he was that she was a former cheerleader at Colorado while he when he was there. So, no idea if she was a, I th- a former I think maybe daughter, I made this up. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we, we were just googling. We cut we cut some yeah. time there, but yeah. we were all just furiously googling. Couldn't Where did I it. did I just invent that fact? Someone maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I don't know, but maybe. But she was connected has, to football. She was a cheerleader, so. That's not what I was thinking. Not what you were thinking. I swear. Mostly (laughs) thinking of someone else, or maybe we just didn't find it. Anyway, moving on. Not important. Uh, Stanford has replaced David Shaw with Sacramento State head coach Troy Taylor, so reaching into the FCS level. But I actually, I like this hire. He he, he played quarterback at Cal, and for most of his career has been in Northern California, so just kind of a geographic fit there. And he's been great 
pretty much everywhere he's been. He did have a, a two-year stint at Utah's offensive coordinator, which wasn't bad. It was just kind of fine. Um, but I'm thinking maybe Whittingham wasn't fully on board with and his, his second style year offense. Was, he kind of got Huntley going. Yeah, no, it was. That's to say, it wasn't bad. Like it was, it was not a, a blemish on the resume. It's just everywhere else, it's been extreme success. He's crushed it, and so. Um, like looking at Sacramento State, the previous five head coaches at Sac State had losing records, and he just went thirty and eight there in three <laughs> seasons. Made the FCS playoffs all three seasons. Um, they had never made it before, so I, I, I think he's. I think it makes sense. Yeah, you know, normally when you're talking about bringing FCS, it makes you think a little bit. But you know, Chris Kleiman at K State, killing it. Former North Dakota State, Craig Bowl did a great, doing a great job over at Wyoming. And of course, Stanford's last great, well, previous last great coach, Jim Harbaugh, came from the San Diego, right. Trey's alma mater, and, and it, Michael's sort of. Yeah. So I, I think that it could work. You know, it's going to be exciting to see them play, no doubt about it. So they've been kind of not exciting through the last, you know, 10 years. They've been a ground and pound type of team. So he, Troy Taylor is going to change that in a heartbeat, open it up, and it'll be fun to watch. And, you know, that's, I, it could work out. I, I, it could not, but. I'm I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I, Stanford has said that they'll loosen some certain requirements for for transfers, and he 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 was uh his pedigree. He, did did you guys mention he was at Eastern Washington too? They had no. they turned out some no. good offenses. Like the one the one thing though is he's a Cal guy, yeah. so maybe this is just a sabotage play. But uh, but no, I mean he he said he loves it in the Northern Cal area, um, and like I don't know how he's gonna do, but you do know Ryan to your point. He's going to generate some excitement on the offensive side of the ball, yeah. and that's they've really been lacking that, especially the last couple of years. Oh my oh, gosh! Yeah. Another guy I would c- kind of compare it to is is Kalen DeBoer, in that coming from a lower level, but pretty much successful everywhere he's been. Maybe not quite as experienced as as DeBoer, but uh, yeah, just kind of has that feel. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, and then Mississippi State, uh, as of. The, the day we're recording this, they just announced that they are promoting Zach Arnett to be the the permanent head coach. He was the defensive coordinator uh, under Mike Leach for the past few seasons and, of course, had taken over uh, you know for interim when Leach's health issues began. So um, to me, this this makes a lot of sense. You know, of course, that program's going to have to go through. It's just going to be very tough for all the the players and coaches and and everyone so it just kind of makes sense to to promote from within and arnett had been doing a great job with the defense the defense had been you know their yeah. strength yeah. really the past uh past three years especially this year it was really 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 good and um and you know just the fact that that he was uh you know he was a guy that that leech hired i think is is kind of a nice to just keep that going yeah i think you had to go with with arnett he was the obvious choice on the staff and i i don't see how you could go outside of outside of it at this point i mean agree you, know, you gotta res- go with uh it's been working they're on a great pat uh, track like leach was doing a great job turning them around this was his third year and what they go eight and four um beetle miss so you know just try to keep that momentum going uh, hopefully will, will rogers comes back too but i don't know maybe he's in the portal and i haven't found out yet but you know i don't think so all right uh next up north texas hired yes Washington State offensive coordinator Eric Morris. Yeah, this is. Um, I'm going to say this is an okay hire. Uh, he did a good job of getting Incarnate Word, which I always feel weird saying that's a college, but Incarnate Word. <laughs> um, 
they were, you know, he got them playing at a high level in the FCS before he left um, this past year to become Washington State's offensive coordinator, took his kind of star quarterback and another receiver with them. And, you know, it was kind of disappointing, to be honest, this this year yeah. for their offense. They were 76th in yards per game, 73rd in yards per play, 62nd in points. So there just wasn't that excitement that you were kind of hoping for because um, you've seen some guys come up from the FCS level and put up some really good numbers. But this just – it never took off. I mean, they weren't bad, um, but they certainly weren't good. So that kind of, you know, maybe isn't exactly the, the best indication. But he is dropping down a level. This isn't the Pac-12 you know, he's dropping down to Conference USA, so maybe that'll help a bit. And he is a Texas guy through and through, born and raised, went to Texas Tech, coached at Texas Tech. So, you know, it, it could hire, it could work out, but it also seems like a little, you know, you got rid of a guy who just made his conference title game for not exactly a sexy hire here. So, it, you know, I get it. They wanted to move on, try something else to maybe take off, but a little underwhelming. All right, moving on. Kent State has hired Kenny Burns. He was the Minnesota running back coach, and he's been an assistant under P.J. Fleck at Minnesota the last few years. Uh, we saw the success that they've had on the ground game there. Rodney Smith, Mo Ibrahim recently. Um, he was also a part of Fleck's staff at Western Michigan, another Mac school, so he's seen what it takes to be successful in the conference there. Prior to that, he was at North Dakota State when they were rattling off uh, titles um, so he, he has a, a, a good pedigree. All right. Yeah. It's hard to, it's, it's hard when you're, you're a max school with the, the amount of money that you're able to pay a yeah. head coach, you're, you're not going to make a big splash. So you're, you're usually hiring position coaches from these types of schools, right? So it's tough. Yeah. All right. Navy has parted ways with Ken Neomatololo. He's had an incredible, uh, run there. He had a, you know, his his first kind of 12 years after taking over for Paul Johnson were excellent at obviously a, a very tough place to win. But the last three years, three and seven, four and eight, four and eight, which I think maybe could have been forgiven, but they've also lost five of seven against Army. Of course, that game is incredibly yeah. important to, to Navy. There also seemed to be some friction between uh, Niamatololo and the athletic director. Uh, just because it was last year, remember when they they fired the athletic director fired the offensive coordinator, and it seemed like Niamatololo did not want that, or it kind of he went behind his back yeah. or something because they they rehired him fairly quickly in a, in a reduced role. So that just kind of showed something was was amiss there. Uh, yeah, I like I probably would have given him one more year. They did go four and four in the AAC this season. It's not like it was a uh, a terrible season. Um, they beat UCF, lost by three at Notre Dame. But yeah, I guess that you know I, I can kind of understand where do they go? The way. Where do you know? Do they they got to hire a option coach or do they? I yeah, I would assume so, or someone that's going to continue running the option. Obviously, whether they're yeah, uh, you know, are the expert themselves. Well, curious to see who it is. Maybe an army assistant. That would seem yeah, Ooh. like a sensible place. Air to go. Force. Who knows? The Air Force has been good. They have. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to some bowl games. So what bowl game are you guys most looking forward to in, in this next week? We're probably going to record late next week. So what do you think, Ryan? Sure. Yeah, there's definitely a few that are catch my eye. The first one is the uh, the Scott Satterfield Bowl, uh, Louisville <laughs> against Cincinnati, going from his former school to the new school. I'm sure I don't I can't remember a time that ever happening. I should have looked that up, but 
Uh, maybe if, maybe has. I don't but, remember at least. I know, yeah. Um, so anyways, they're, but it's it's being played in Fenway, Fenway Park at 11 a.m. Eastern time and the weather's supposed to be about 39 degrees. So I, I wouldn't want to be playing in the game or attending it, but I'll watch it on TV. <laughs> in Fenway, <laughs> Bounce it off the green monster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I guess yeah. you would probably rather than, and you could if you want to, attend the Jimmy Kimmel uh, L.A. Bowl. I could, your, right your down backyard. the street. Very yeah, close. Very, very close, yeah. Um, Ryan Ryan lives in the parking lot of the stadium. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's <laughs> Washington State against... Oh, Cougs. Yeah, exactly, against Fresno State. That's right. That's a good game. Yeah, it and is. Uh, Cam Ward, uh, quarterback for Wazoo, like you kind of mentioned, Ryan, didn't quite have the year we thought he would but still a fun player to watch and uh it'll be fun to watch on the other side fresno state's offense with jake hayner uh going up against a, a really good washington state defense now wazoo did lose both coordinators i'm assuming they're both not coaching in the bowl game like i'm assuming eric morris is, is off to north texas yeah, I, I'd, I'd be don't know surprised for sure but... safer than the jimmy kimmel bowl <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh and and wazoo has has a few players either transferring or, or sitting out that are that are pretty important on both sides of the ball so that's probably why they're a three and a half point underdog in this one and but fresno i mean they're good they've won eight straight they won the mountain west title this you know Ever since be... hainer got back healthy yeah exactly yeah they they had took some losses when when fife was the quarterback but hainer is a, is a huge upgrade there and th- this will be his last game so he's he's yeah. had a yeah, uh, a very good awesome. career and um jeff tedford you know he, he brought fresno state back very quickly in his his return that's right um all right i'll mention Not that he needed two you know I, I i'm gonna correct myself a little bit there i mean kalen DeBoer was was doing pretty yeah. well so yeah, yeah it's true. not too bad um i'll mention a couple the las vegas bowl uh florida and oregon state i know it's Which not one? a loaded What's that? Isn't there two? Isn't there two Las Vegas bowls? Isn't like BYU playing a Las Vegas bowl too? Or am I crazy? I this think one's like you're the SRS. Oh, really? Okay, sorry. You're absolutely crazy, Ryan. Yeah, it's the New Mexico bowl. Excuse me. <laughs> it's you know the next state, South, hey, whatever. No. It makes New sense. Mexico, yeah. Las Vegas, yeah, the, the Southwest, whatever. <laughs> but no, either way, Florida, Oregon State, uh, Las Vegas bowl. You know the Gators aren't a loaded team. Anthony Richardson took off, but it's just a unique matchup. Um, seeing a really good Oregon state team get to play a team like Florida. So that's good. And they actually, and we just saw Jonathan Smith got rewarded with a handsome new contract. So that's, that's good for the Beavers. And then, uh, but I do want to touch on Friday, actually, when the Bulls start uh, Texas, San Antonio, UTSA plays Troy in the cure bowl, two top 25 teams. One of these teams is going to finish in the top 25, very impressive year for both. Um, You also get to see Frank Harris again. He's a great uh, threat through the air and on the ground announced he's coming back, which is awesome. Uh, and then we can see Troy Carlton Marshall, see if he can wreak havoc for, for Troy's D. So pretty good game in the cure bowl. Yep. Another one next Wednesday, the RNL carriers, new Orleans bowl, Western Kentucky against South Alabama. Both teams had great seasons. Uh, both just missed out on their conference championships. And we already mentioned Western Kentucky. Austin Reed is back at quarterback. So, that is is huge for them. They have a chance to to have some momentum headed into to next year. And South Alabama is favored four and a half in that one. So Kane Womack doing a amazing job at South yeah. Alabama. All right. Well, there you have it. That'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Uh, we're gonna have a 
Golden Bro Awards show coming out sometime in, in the next few days. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Check out our YouTube videos if you want more of our thoughts on, on some of these coaching hires. And we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.